Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. And welcome to your Friday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. Here on 77 Talk Radio, WABC in New York, you are invited to give us a call, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And yes, there is so much, so much to discuss, of course, the border is still out of control. Do you believe that two days later... They are still whining about Trump's town hall on CNN. I mean, the whining is, it, it's its at a level that you really, it, it's hard to imagine. And we can talk about that. All of those things, the Biden crime issues that are coming up. But let's start with this. New York City has plans. A controversial bill protecting fat people. That is the way that the story is written. Stories in the Daily Mail. It's everywhere. But I like the English version, the Daily Mail version. A controversial bill protecting fat people from weight discrimination has been passed. The bill, which is set to be signed into law by New York City Mayor Eric Adams this month, will outlaw discrimination on the basis of a person's height or weight in employment, housing, and public accommodation. It has already triggered outrage in some quarters. Republican New York City Council Minority Leader Joseph Borelli claims it will empower people to sue anyone and everything. One of the bill's main sponsors, Sean Abreu, said he realized weight discrimination was a silent burden after he was treated differently when he gained more than 40 pounds. During, I doesn't say what event. The bill has the support of charities and activists like the self-styled Fat Fab Feminist, Victoria Abram, who testified to the city council in support of the legislation. And so, my friends, I must ask you. Now, there are some carve-outs, from what I understand, There are carve-outs for certain positions where being overweight is a no-no. For instance, I guess if you wanted to apply for a job as a firefighter, there might be an issue if you're, like, obese, maybe. Can't run up and down those ladders. Or perhaps in other areas where weight could be a problem. 
The National Association for the Advancement of Fat Acceptance Advocacy Director Tegan Lechier, or Lechier, who worked on the bill, says she hopes the legislation would encourage a larger, a fatter, a larger conversation of framing this issue beyond health. She says it's not a health issue, it's a civil rights issue. This is really about if people are safe and protected and have the right to be in spaces. Yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, New York City breaking new ground. We're about to come become one of the few places in the world where being overweight, being fat, being obese is legally protected. You cannot discriminate against fat people. Now, I just have always questioned when when these sort of issues come come up, how do you really enforce this? If you come in to apply for a job, for instance, and let's say you are terribly obese or even mildly obese or you're just plain old fat. And someone says, oh, good morning. How are you? You answer the questions on the interview. How you doing? Fat? Uh, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. And then... You don't get the job. How do you prove that you were discriminated against? Suppose you're not qualified for the job, but you assume that it's because you were obese that you didn't get the job. Where does the accountability lie? This is like other things when you try to when you try to prohibit and ban discrimination. If they don't tell you that's the reason, how do you know that's the reason? Well, I'm sorry, you just didn't meet the qualifications here. You, uh, no, oh, we were looking for someone that was a little bit more clean and articulate. That could speak the dialect. Little Harry Reid reference there. How do you know? It's because you're overweight that you did not get the job. And will this... As it said, is this going to protect people that are the largest among us? Or is it just another one of those, you know, things that we're going to be end up fighting in courtroom, 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 year after year after year, case after case, because someone thinks their weight was the real issue. Fox News has been hit with another uh, uh, lawsuit, defamation. Remember that woman they call Scary Poppins, the woman that was singing, uh, uh, what you call it, what was she singing? What was this guy? Spoonful spoonful of sugar. That's right. Something. That's right. No, no, no. Was it supercalifragilistic? It was expialidocious. Okay, she's suing. She says they said mean things about her. This was the disinformation czar. 
She says that uh, the criticism of her, this has had an immense impact for my family. I don't think our security will ever be the same. I want you to make the point that this sort of disinformation and hate campaign doesn't have a place in American media or American politics, that this isn't what we stand for. Okay, good luck with that one. I think even the Fox haters out there are not going to want to see this one succeed, but I could be wrong. Okay, the borders, President Biden is telling us to prepare for a chaotic period at the southern border. Does anyone not believe that this is what is happening now is happening by design? Does anyone think this is just random circumstances coming together, this massive inflow? How long has the Biden administration known that Title 42 was going to end at the stroke of midnight last night? How long? And as I said earlier, CNN, there's still a meltdown over CNN because of the town hall. Democrats in Congress, by the way, if you want to weigh in on what's going on at the borders, please feel free, 800-848-WABC. I don't know what more to say about it that I haven't said. It's in utter chaos. Mayorkas, the, the head of Homeland Security, is terribly inept. Probably the worst director of Homeland Security we have. I don't know how he keeps his job. There is all, what's going on at the border hides what has already happened at the border. We have had during Joe Biden's administration, somewhere between 4 and 5 million people enter this country illegally. 4 and 5 million. Larger than most American cities. And so you think that there's three-quarters of a million waiting to get in now is the real story? The real story is what's happened all along. Uh, Be that as it may. Democrats in both the House and the Senate are proposing another dose of socialism. They are demanding that students from preschool all the way through high school be provided three meals a day plus a snack, and they, the students, should not have to pay for any of it. Three meals plus a snack. They're saying there are record numbers of American children who are struggling with hunger. Record number. So what they want and they're demanding now is free lunch, free breakfast, free dinner, and a snack for everybody that attends public schools. Everybody. Doesn't matter what your economic background is. Everybody going to school should get the freebies. Now, I remember when I was in school, 
and mommy used to make me lunch. I Come on, I know I'm a throwback for some of you youngsters out here. Phil, did mommy make you lunch when you were going to school? Did you, did you, did you have, or were you just a, a school lunch kid? My mommy made me lunch. <laughs> mommy made you lunch. She cut in the triangles and then cut the crust off the sandwich. Oh wow! Yeah, she. Did you have pe- what did you have besides peanut butter and jelly? You know, she made my, my little ham and cheese sandwich. That's my go-to, my daily ham and cheese. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Until some point, you know, she got sick of it and she just gave me a couple bucks and said, "Go buy it." Okay. <laughs> we all we all got to that point, but. Right. Usually when you're like in junior high school, it's like, okay, I'm done with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior high school. Yeah, That's what it was, go, not go, college. Yeah. yeah, go go buy lunch. I know they have it at school. Go, go buy your lunch. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, yeah, for, it was it was nicer when when, uh, when mommy made me my lunch every day. That was, that was comforting. Okay, Scott, did mommy make you lunch? I had the school lunch in grade school, and I had the daddy summer sausage sandwich in high school, actually. The daddy What? He made me summer sausage uh, sandwiches every day in uh, high school. What the? What? What is a? You just put summer sausage and cheese. And I don't know what that bacon. is. What is a summer sausage? Oh, you don't have that in New York? I'm sorry. That's. I'm that, sorry. Is that a Midwestern thing? I grew up in civilization. Yes, a, I grew up in civilization. It's just uh, we didn't have such things called summer sausages. I don't know how to describe it? It's a. Like what is it made out it's of? Like, like salami and other random <laughs> meats. Also, <laughs> like it's like gizzards and stuff no, like that, all stuffed together. I don't think so. I honestly don't know. I never thought about it. I, I, uh, I don't. You know don't even know what it's in. You I don't, don't even know. know. What's in it. I don't. <laughs> I'm actually going to look it up now. I, I don't know what else in summer sausage. I never heard of a summer sausage. Smoked cured meats. And it was smoked. I think it's smoked generally. Yeah. And so you had to, okay. Who's that screener? Yes. That's Nick. Nick's a screener. That's today. right. It's Nick. Nick is cool. Nick looks like, what's his name? Tom Selleck, everybody. He's single, too, I think. Are you single, Nick? On the phone? On the mic. Oh. On the microphone, Nick. We're talking to you, bro. Come on. Yeah, I'm single. Okay, you're single and you look like a young Tom Selleck. I appreciate that, man. I, I, my, my uh, stash is uh, an image of him. Okay, now let me let me ask you a question. That's lowly bonic language. I'll translate for you. Sit in my ass. way. Okay, let me ask you a question. Did your mommy make you lunch when you went to school? So listen, I got the best mom in the world, and all the way up until like probably middle school, she packed me super nutritious. Uh, you know, nutritionally diverse lunches, fruits, vegetables, meats, carbs, all the good stuff, healthy oils. You know, sometimes I get a little note in there, a little drawing. Who knows? Are you kidding? I'm not you. Okay, cool. I love that. You see, my friends, this is this is awesome. <laughs> my bad. Oh, boy. I'm just passionate oh, about my lunches. Oh, boy. Okay. I love it. Hey, Matt, don't go away. Matt, 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 call Matt. Call Matt, call Matt, because I just would, I need to know. Holy shit. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, what a scare me. Jesus Okay, Christ. Matt, you have to ask. Matt, did your mommy make you lunch when you went to school? Hell yeah, until about 10th uh, grade uh, when I was uh, in until high school. Until 10th grade? Yeah, in 10th grade. I mean, she didn't want to pay for lunch. Jeez, what the hell is... Oh, what did you... I love it. What, 
What did your What did your mommy make you for lunch? Uh, salami, ham salami. You know, a, a, a play on the Italian combo, I would say. Okay. So, but yeah, no. Then uh, I got. Did to, you get? Did you get? Did you get it cut up in little triangles? And did you have notes? Uh, no triangles, no notes. Brown paper bagged it, and uh, yeah, and that 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 was it. You know, juice boxes. Um, I once had a. So I once wanted, I'll, and I'll keep this short. But I once I got the Harry Potter book, the first Harry Potter book. But I had it in my book bag, and I had a grape juice box that exploded and got all over the book. So I never read it, and that was the end of me reading Harry Potter. So. Oh man, see Harry Potter spoil. Yeah, so by juice. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah. Okay, I so the reason I'm asking this question is because now Democrats in Congress are demanding that every child in America, every single child, ladies and gentlemen, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack for free. Parents have no obligation to feed their children under the new Democrat regime. It is up to your government to feed your child. 800-848-WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It is Friday. What's up, Christian? What's up, Bo? How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yo, man, did you get school lunch, man, from your mom, or did, you, did your mom hook you up, or did you have to get it? Oh, my mama taught me how to cook. That's why the ladies love me. Oh, another one. <laughs> so you cooked your own school lunch. Yes, I did. My mom, she taught me how to cook pasta. She taught me how to barbecue. And I actually took my own food. Single mom, man. You know, that's that's how the life is. You got to teach your kids. Thank you, Christian. Absolutely. My pleasure, bro. Great talking Everybody to you. Everybody else, my mommy made me food. No, my mommy taught me how to cook, losers. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, is Friday. It's Rush Hour on WABC. Give us a call. We'll be back. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Oh, man, I'm about to yawn. Scott, what is this? This is The Finer Things by Steve Winwood, one of his best songs. Really? Oh, absolutely. I was going to play Higher Love. Yeah, everybody's heard that one. Okay. Is this what album is? Do you remember this is what album? probably on the same album. The same album as Higher Love? Yeah. And this is called what? If we ever the get to it? The Finer Things. It's not my fault we didn't cue into it or that we're playing the album version instead of the single version. Yeah, okay. No, it's okay with me because I'm not going <laughs> to sound like Derek Hunter. Derek's on tomorrow with us, by the Derek way. Derek can play this in his sleep. On the Saturday morning. There we go. On the Saturday morning radio extravaganza starts tomorrow. At 7 a.m. He said it's his birthday? It is Steve Winwood's birthday today. And how old would he be? He was born in 1948. You do the math. 74? 3? Something like that. Give me a calculator. 
I've heard this before. Of course you have. This is one of his biggest songs. Yeah, this is a great song. You know who else's birthday today? David Walker from Gary Lewis and the Playboys. You remember them? No, you don't remember them. Of course I remember them. Not from when they were new. <laughs> from Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Also, in 1940, Norman Whitfield was born. Now, Norman Whitfield, of course... You Motown fans know who he is. He wrote, I heard it through the grapevine, ain't too proud to beg. I know I'm losing you, thus the temptations. Cloud Nine, War by Eric Starr. Papa was a Rolling Stone. He also wrote Car Wash. And it is also Burt Bacharach's birthday today. And before we leave, we have to hear one of Burt Bacharach's, something from Burt Bacharach. Okay. Now, let us get to the phones because... I want to get to full. We have a full deck as we usually do, and I don't want to leave people on hold today if we can help it. So let us start in Orange County. Chris from Rockland. I'm sorry, Ron. Uh, no, Chris from Orange County. You're on, yeah. and thank you for waiting. Hey, Bo. Thanks. Yeah, uh, just a couple, two quick things. That uh, obesity law or whatever. I was wondering if it works both ways, like. I'm a really skinny guy. Can I get a job as an offensive lineman in the NFL or something like that? No, you You can't get that because that's private. Now, Uh they said you can't. So, and then, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. They say that you can't discriminate on the basis of a person's height or weight in employment housing, and public accommodations. Now, there are some carve-outs. So I don't know whether sports would be included in those carve-outs. I'm assuming that they must. But let's say you wanted to get a job not in a professional field. How about if you wanted to get a job in, in when, it's not, when it's not a professional an amateur, would you be able to sue them because you're skinny and they won't hire you? This is an interesting question, my friend. Hmm. How do you stay so skinny is the question, Chris. Uh, that's because my mommy made me lunch when I was young. That's why. Well, see, but, boom. <laughs> but what? They're paying like 38 grand per kid, I think, in the city, you know, for, for school. That's the right. cost. And if they're not getting an education, they should at least get three decent meals, the way I see it, you know? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. Yeah. Why are kids perfect. in school? Wait a minute. How? Why are kids in school at dinner time? I don't know, but like I said, the price they're paying, the price is being paid for these kids that are not getting an education. They should eat like kings, you know? I guess, I, I guess so. I don't I don't understand it. I will never understand it. But now it's like the parents are incapable of doing anything for their kids. We need the government to pay for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. And I guess with the after dinner you must get dessert. I don't know. This is New York, folks. And this is all over the country. This is what they want. Parents, you're incapable of anything. James Golden AK Snurley, WABC. Coming back, my friends, do not go away. There's a story, by the way, before we get to the break. 
Have you heard about this? P.K. Subban is in trouble. He is a Canadian hockey player. During ESPN broadcast, while discussing the first game of the second round Stanley Cup playoff series between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers, Subban made a suggestion on how Toronto could rebound after its 4-2 loss to the Florida team. He says, this is what he said. He said, maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. The team wasn't prepared, in his opinion. So maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. And he is being taken to the woodshed for that horrible, horrible statement. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It's Friday. It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back to your calls and more news. Do not go away. Stay with us here on WABC. If you must, you can kiss This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Bert Bacharach's birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. The voice of the angel. Karen Carpenter. You know what I saw on YouTube? I saw Karen Carpenter, one of her first television appearances. It was a special, the Carpenter special. She They did a whole segment with her playing a variety of percussion instruments, drums, timbales. She's the anti-Lizzo. That's not nice. That's not nice. That, Scott is his name, folks. When you write the letters... It was Scott that called Karen, especially for the for the um, the, the the angry and bitter hostesses over at PMSNBC. When you hear about Avid that, fans of the show, by the way, when you hear about that remark, it is Scott S C O T T. I hear Rachel Maddow listens to this religiously. Yeah, uh, yeah, you bet your bottom dollar, make you want to holla. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, now there's a serious side. I got I got a note from a very very dear friend of mine. She says I think a lot of school districts started uh, doing the free lunches because uh, so that the children that need free lunches didn't have to choose to go without it. 
being singled out. Some kids, she says, made fun and singled out the other kids when they got free breakfasts and free lunches. So if you make the free lunches available to everybody, because you know how mean children are. And children, I I wonder what makes children so mean. Because children are truly, you know, children can be vicious little creatures. And she goes on to say that she worked in a school cafeteria many years ago between a regular job, saw children sitting alone hungry. And she actually spent a decent amount of money giving money to the kids so that they could stand in line and pay for their lunches rather than see them go hungry because, you know, they were too proud to to just go and, and, and take the free lunches. Now, I... You know, I want to be careful when I do these stories because, you know, in fact, we run a spot on this. We run a commercial here on WABC about children's hunger. And uh, so I'm not denying that that's a real thing. But there has to be a way. Like, I think when I was in school, one of the things that they did was they sent a letter to parents and they billed the parents. And so the parents sent the money to the school so the, the students didn't know who paid or who didn't pay, but it was means tested, and the, and and you know the parents had to pay, but it wasn't just like, oh, here you are, you're the free lunch, because I know what she's talking about, because this this did when she when she wrote me this text, it reminded me of what used to happen in grade in in, in junior high school. The kids that got free lunches, they were. People used to pick on them and call them all kind of names. You know, like like it's like South Park when they talk about Kenny being so poor. So, I mean, good point. Let us uh, head back to the telephone, shall we? And Dave in Comac is waiting. Dave wants to talk about the case in New York. You know, the Marine in, in this chokehold business was charged today. He's on out on bail. But he was charged by Alvin Bragg's office. Dave, I think you want to weigh in on that. Dave, how are you? I'm going to weigh on it, and here's the thing. That MTA talked about putting cameras in those trains, right? That MTA got a million-something million dollars from the federal government. Where did the money go? Why aren't there cameras on the train? Where's the video that showed what happened before the guy put him in a chokehold? You got three guys trying to hold that guy down. And uh, so t- something tells me there's more to the story than people are saying. Where's the video that, that came from that train before this guy got put in a chokehold? The MTA shouldn't get a dime of taxpayer money for congestion pricing, right, until they account for the millions of dollars that they squandered over the years, right, that's already been given to them. They shouldn't get a dime because it's going to be the status quo. Nothing's going to change with the MTA. Well, I thank you for that. And, of course, you know, it was a rhetorical, rhetorical question. There is no video before. People take out their phones and start videoing when there is something to see. And and this guy, apparently with his reputation, look, we'll have to see how this plays out in court. He has been arrested on manslaughter charges. And so we'll see. By the way, he's also raised $250,000 so far. It's not on, um, not in group, it's not on the, the usual one. It's on one of these crowdsourcing websites, and they've raised $250,000 for him already. 
Let's go to Rockland County. Ron, you're up next on WABC. How are you, Ron? Hi, I'm fine. First of all, before I get into anything else, Gracie from, Rock, uh, from New City says hello. That's my wife. Second point, standard-sized door is three feet. Does that mean they've got to rebuild every single apartment building in New York City so these blobs can get through them? Blobs? Oh, you're talking about the rather larger people, are you? Is that what yeah, you, who you're people. talking about? Tell Gracie, you know, we love Gracie. And finally, give her a chance. Tell Gracie uh, we love Gracie. I love you! I love you! Well, thank you. We, uh, we loved you too, Gracie. Thank you. So you want to know now, because of the new weight discrimination law in New York, will will doors in, in public accommodations have to be built? Well, that's interesting, because now it they are a protected class. If you are too big, it is a protected class. And so I would like to know. I mean, we get great we get great great questions from this audience. Will we have to be, rebuild the doors? Oh, I just got a, a great picture, Derek Hunter. Derek is on with us in the morning on Saturdays, by the way, here on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And Derek just sent me a shot of his young one, one of his young ones, the soccer player. And it's a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm on the break. I'm gonna see what this question is. But it is a wonderful question. Let's go quickly, Anthony in Bergen County, Bergen County. Anthony, how are you? Welcome. I'm fine, thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring out uh, when when I'm 67 years old, my father, when he came back from World War II, had Purple Heart. He worked in a uh, dye house in Patterson, New Jersey. My mother worked on a farm, so we had to. My brother and I had to make our own sandwiches, and our sandwiches consisted of a Kaiser roll with tempty whipped cream cheese with cheese doodles on them, and uh, a. a, a a piece of fruit, and we got a little pint of milk that we got at school. And that was kind of our, our lunches for the day. But I believe that the reason why they're offering these three meals a day to the kids is to yeah. keep the kids in the public school system so that the parents don't want to send their kids to the private school or these, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Catholic schools. They're trying to kind of like, bribe them, blackmail them, whatever you want to call it, and get them to stay in the public schools because a lot of people are sending their kids now to private schools because of the uh, because of the danger the, in, in, in the uh, public, in public school schools. In public schools, the indoctrination and so forth. Wow, exactly. what an amazing point. And what was your sandwich yeah. again? It was a Kaiser roll with oh, whipped cream. Roll, uh, with uh, tempty whipped cream cheese and cheese doodles. Oh, it was it was excellent. You got to try it. Sounds you gotta good. Try it both. If you ever want it, you want a late night snack, tempty whipped cream cheese on a Kaiser roll, nice fresh Kaiser roll. Put some cheese doodles on there. Top it back off at the top of the roll and be in heaven. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a pineapple sandwich? A pineapple sandwich. I used to be a produce manager when I worked for Shoprite. Um, never had a pineapple sandwich. No, but. Um, I was introduced. I was introduced to this sandwich when I was a child by my cousin, and I loved him. My cousin Robert introduced me to this sandwich. Wow. It was Wonder Bread back when Wonder Bread, mm-hmm. Hellman's mayonnaise, and Dole pineapple slices. Wow! And let me tell you something: if you have never had a pineapple sandwich, oh, you talk about heaven.
A pineapple sandwich. Yes, a pineapple sandwich. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. How's it? How's it for the next morning, though? I'm, you know, bowel movement. No, I understand what you're saying. Next morning, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, okay. It's all good. Okay. It's all, all right. good. Thanks. Th- thanks both for having me on. I appreciate it. I love it. Thank you, Anthony. So appreciate you. James okay. Golden, aka Snurdly, WABC. Coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Our Friday. Yes, another Burt Bacharach masterpiece. This Dion Warwick. On WABC Talk Radio 77. The moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Norman Whitfield's birthday today as well. This is one of Norman's songs with the Temptations. This was, I believe, the first song after David Ruffin left the group. And Dennis Edwards, whose voice you hear now, became the lead sing- became the lead singer. Now, this song back in the day was controversial as all get out. I'm doing fine on Cloud Nine. Up here on Cloud Nine. So, I mean, you talk about glorifying the drugs? Hmm. All right. Um, Scott, did you hear about the latest um, with the Yeezys? No. Remember how Adidas made the big deal that they were going to get out of business with, uh, with, um, what's I, it? I do. Yeah. What's his name? Kanye? Yeah, 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 him. After after Kanye went Hitler, you remember that? They I, said, I okay, we've yeah. had we've yeah. had enough. We've had enough. Guess who's going to be selling Yeezys again? Yeezy? Adidas. Are they going to use him as the spokes? Uh, no. No. Oh. But, they're, but still, they're calling it that? But they still have millions of the shoes. Now, they did not destroy the shoes. So what are they doing? They waited. They waited until everything settled down. And now they say they're going to sell a portion of their remaining inventory, but they're going to donate the prop, the proceeds. They're going to donate the proceeds to charitable organizations. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think that's a slick way? I think they, uh, they're, they're, it's borderline hypocritical, yeah. They're saying, they said burning the shoes cannot be the solution. They said they were going to try to sell part of the remaining easy inventory. Why don't they just give away the shoes to people that need the shoes? Uh, because then they couldn't sell them. <laughs> now, Yeezy, now, when they cut ties with, with Kanye, 
it costs Adidas millions of dollars. They took 600 million euro, 655 million dollar loss. So now, all of a sudden, they're going to be selling the Yeezys again. Hmm. Only this time they're going to be, don't worry, don't worry, we're going to sell them, but we're going to give the money away to... All the uh, money or just a portion of the money? Proceeds. I don't know what the word... Oh, proceeds. So the profit, the the profit maybe, the the, the, the difference between what it costs to manufacture them and... Proceeds. Hmm. So they're going to keep some of the money, I guess, huh? Well, they got to cover their uh, easy expenses. Derek, your daughter, Quinn, is so cute. I think we're going to hold on to this question because you'll be on with us in the morning. We played it during the break. Hi, Quinn. Um, President Donald Trump, let's see, shared a fake video of Anderson Cooper reacting to town hall. So what? I don't care. Um, remember we talked about Mr. Z earlier in the week? Mr. Z, a, a young man claiming to be Mr. Z's son, Ramir. Now we Ramir have Ramir Z. Yeah, Ramir Z. So now Ramir Z is sharing his own mother's recollection of the night that she and Jay Z had sex. This is in the Daily Mail, and the mother apparently has passed away. His mother, but apparently the story is that he's saying is that. They had protected, uh, they had a protected, uh, engagement, but the protection failed. That's the nice way. It broke. And that's why he's here. We'll cover more of that tomorrow. Has there been a paternity test? Is this for sure? That's the thing. Mr. Z will not give the kid a paternity test. He, he he doesn't deny that he had relations with that woman. Hmm. But he won't give the kid a paternity test. Sounds suspicious. Are you doubt Mr. Z? I mean, come on. No, now. I actually think Mr. Z, well, I mean, I think he should just do the test. I think there's a good chance it's not his. How would you know that? I'm just throwing it out there. I think he should try. I think he should roll the dice. Roll the dice. That could be an expensive role if it turns out to be. Oh, the kid says he doesn't want any money, though. Yeah. What's he got to lose? Mm-hmm. Fred in Rockland County, welcome here on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, it's our Friday. Most nerdies rush hour. How are you, Fred? Hello, Fred. Going once, Fred. Going twice, Fred. Going three times. And let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, how are you? Week uh, or a couple of weeks ago, about this kid Crowder, who came home from jail and then committed suicide. So this kid was a gang member. He wasn't put in punitive segregation. He was put in what they call the close custody issue. That's to protect him, not the other way around. If he was a gang member. He did all these things that you can't imagine inside because I'm a retired correction captain that worked in that facility. What's happening mm-hmm. is they're telling you these things, these politicians, and if you go to jail, you're going to jail in the city jail for something you really did wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't smoking weed. It wasn't uh, drinking and driving. 
you go to jail for some serious crimes. And when you go to prison, you committed serious crimes. It's nothing what they're telling you. It is so, it is so uh, disgusting how they, they twist everything. And every time I hear these politicians talking about how bad um, it is, it's really not that bad because they protect everybody inside those uh, facilities. And it never All right, ends. Let, me, let me ask you a question, though. You said you worked in these facilities because we do hear horror stories about them. And your experience has been that these facilities are professionally run. There's We, we hear that, okay, from the outside, we hear our impression of these facilities is that it's easy to get killed, violence plagued. You have inmates with shanks and everything else that will kill you in a heartbeat. There's all kind of violence. There's still gang affiliations going on. There's rampant sex between, you know, the boys or the girls, and it's just, it seems like it's just organized chaos, and you're saying that's not the case in these facilities? That's not the case. The case is that you do have uh, criminal activity inside, but it's not to the extent what they're telling you and how they're portraying this. They're portraying this like, um, like, like it's the Wild Wild West. No, it's not. You are classified by... Um, by your crime, your age. It's a whole criteria where they put you. You, If you are a um a Hey, Joe, I got to stop you there only because we're running out of time. Man, you have to call back. I want to hear more about how life is really in the inside. We're just out of time because this hour goes by so fast. Thank you. All right, my friends, that's an end to our Friday. Most early rush hour. Thank you for being here. So much love and gratitude for you. May God protect and bless each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones. We will be here tomorrow, bright and early, 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Check out the dailybs.com, and we'll see you bright and early in the morning, God willing. Bye.